Welcome to the Verbal Motivation Podcast, where we talk about the things that motivate our lives, our religion, and our relationships. My name is Nathan Vale. This is episode number three called Absence of Sin. My favorite religious picture is the one that shows the Savior embracing what appears to be a regular-looking person. It looks like they are old friends being reunited, a moment that I hope to have someday. I'm going to wander into the fray just a little here, but stick with me just for a minute. Imagine meeting the Savior after you die, and as you embrace, you say to him, That was a really great try. You made a great effort, but it wasn't quite enough for me. Well, that sounds crazy, if not blasphemous. But that is exactly what we are saying if we think that we are too far gone or that our sins are too great to be forgiven. There could be no greater insult to the Savior or his sacrifice than for us to think that our sins are too much for him. But that's not the end of the story. Forgiveness is only the beginning. We've missed the boat entirely if we think that not having sins is the whole objective of repentance or the definition of perfection. The purpose in repentance is to enable change or growth. It's like saying you can win a game by only playing defense. Now, I'll agree that having a good defense is vital, but you can't win unless you score points. In other words, being forgiven is a starting place, not a finish line. Consider this. If we leave this earth having accomplished nothing more than not having sins, that's how we came, without sin. So if that's all we accomplish here, we basically arrived back at the same place where we started. As spirits in the pre-mortal world, we had the absence of sin, but we did not have perfection. We had to come here for that. So despite how intertwined they are, there must be a difference between perfection and the absence of sin. Otherwise, we could have just skipped over this life and moved on into eternity. But we didn't, because perfection requires something more. In the parable of the talents, when the Lord returned and one of the servants gave back the exact same talent he was given— He was deemed a foolish and unwise servant, and his talent was taken away. Repentance is the gift we're given. The question is, what will we do with that gift? Will we bury it like the unprofitable servant, or recognize it as the gateway that it is to something much more? Jesus commanded us, Be ye therefore perfect, even as my Father in heaven is perfect. Why would the giver of the gift command us to return with only what he is giving us? Since we are commanded to be perfect, as our Father in heaven is, it's worth asking, is God perfect because he's hiding at the far end of Kolob somewhere, carefully not committing sins? I don't think so. I think perfection is the opposite of that. It's the substance of action. It's actually becoming something. There's no such thing as passive or accidental perfection. The way we pursue perfection here on earth, I think, is in the mastering of ourselves, the perfect companion to repentance. Our objective here is not just to return to him, 
it's to become like him. That is why the atonement of Jesus Christ is an eraser, not a pencil. He doesn't want to live our lives for us, nor could he. He wants to enable us to become more than what we were when we came here. To demonstrate why this earth life was so necessary in our process of perfection, consider the Apostle Peter before and after the crucifixion of Jesus. As you recall, Peter tried to walk on water but ultimately was unable to. Is it possible that he couldn't do it because he knew that Jesus would save him? In other words, can the knowledge that we can't fail be a crutch that prevents our success? When Jesus was taken into custody by the Sanhedrin, Peter followed, probably in disbelief because he had witnessed Jesus' power so many times, it had to seem impossible to him what he was witnessing. So much so that when Jesus was being interrogated, Peter, who was called the Rock, denied knowing him three times. Now compare that to a time not long after Jesus' crucifixion, when Peter, that same one that denied knowing Jesus, stood before that same tribunal that condemned the Savior and testified boldly that Jesus was the Christ. Just to further the point, in Matthew 17, before Jesus was crucified, the apostles tried to cast out an evil spirit but couldn't do it. Yet, in Acts chapter 3, after Jesus' crucifixion, when the apostles were on their own, Peter and John healed a man who was lame from birth. What's demonstrated here is that we have to be pushed from the nest in order to learn how to fly. Just like young birds falling towards the earth, if the consequences are not real, it is simply not the same learning environment. In other words, Peter could not have become who Peter became until he had to stand on his own. That is why we had to come here to earth, with a veil placed over our minds. We need to live where there are real consequences for our actions. This is us falling from the nest, learning how to fly. If we were able to remember the pre-existence, it would be like a crutch, preventing us from learning. Just imagine this scene. As spirits, we loved and admired our heavenly parents. We, as any child, wanted nothing more to be like them. Our hearts must have sank when we realized that the only path was so laden with landmines that we couldn't possibly make it. But then our elder brother stepped forward and said, Here am I, send me, and the glory be thine forever. We leapt with joy at the news, not because it would be easy, but because he made progression possible. To return then with nothing more than the absence of sins would make us just as the unprofitable servant, because perfection is why we're here. Jesus died for each of us. His sacrifice was enough, no matter who we are or what we've done. And one beautiful day, we will feel his embrace around our shoulders, and our thanks to him for what he did will be what we have become in this life, because that is why he did it. My name is Nathan Vale, and this is the Verbal Motivation Podcast.